Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Thank you all for listening all these many months that we've been doing the show and for keeping us at the top of the podcast charts on iTunes. I'm so grateful for all of you. Without you, I'd be talking to dead air. So, hey, I can't do this without you. It's been such a journey this past year, finding my own balance and asking my own questions, figuring out where I'm at and where I'm going. And thanks to all of your comments, all of your tweets, Facebook posts, and and direct emails, and even some phone calls, it's helped me tremendously to refine this show and, and you know, who I am in the world today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I get to share with you this Christmas week, somebody that has been such a huge blessing to me since we met many years ago at a Bob Berg event and share with you some things that she's doing today. She's a communication expert and one of my dear, dear, dear friends who's sitting here in snowy, snowy Montana as we are sitting here in sunny 80-plus degrees, hot and humid Vero Beach. So my guest today is Mary Riesberg. She's a communication skills expert, professional speaker, author, leadership trainer, and human behavior specialist. She works with individuals to empower them to connect, develop, and grow into the unique individual God has created them to be. She has over 26 years of experience transforming beginners and professional speakers, radio and news personalities, government officials, and singers to become a total impact speaker. A few of Mary's associations include Chick-fil-A, American Society of Training Development, American Women's Association. She is a certified Christian life coach and a John Maxwell certified trainer. She is in the initial group of people ever, ever, ever trained by John Maxwell to deliver his materials and expand upon it. She is a dear friend. Please welcome Mary to the show. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Laura. After that introduction, I feel like, oh, boy, I better not mess up. (laughs) (laughs) I better sound good. Oh, you're going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you've been on TV, you've been on radio, you've trained radio personalities. And, you know, one of the things that you don't even talk about in this is not only are you a communications expert, you're a, a speech pathologist. Yes. Yes, I you know there's a I think there comes a line where I have to decide okay what am I going to put in what but that's actually how everything got started is being a speech pathologist and specializing in the area of voice and found just that passion for working with people to help them create their own inner voice and find their message and share that with the world because. We all have that in us. I believe that anyway. We all have this unique gift, talent, message that the world is waiting to hear it. We just have to find our voice and go out there and share it. What made you decide to go into voice, speech pathology, and then communications? You know, and when I look back at my life, there's this thread of communication from when I was a little girl. When I was a little girl out on the playground playing, I would be teased and, and taunted because I had my my own speech impediment. I would be laughed at. I would be pulled out of class twice a week to go to speech therapy and known as this, this little girl who had trouble making her speech clear. And, and as, as a result of that, as I look back on it and reflect, I was 
a, a quiet child. I was the, the quiet one in the classroom because I didn't want to be made fun of. As I grew older, I've always taken on the challenge of communication in high school, being on the debate team, uh, public speaking. These are just challenges that I loved. And when I was flipping through a, a college catalog, deciding what I wanted to be when I grew up, like what I wanted, you know, I never had a plan out there. I would just kind of go with the flow. And I saw a speech language pathologist in the catalog. I remember vividly sitting at our kitchen table in the living room. I looked up at my mom and I said, that's what I'm going to be right there. And that's what I've done ever since. Well, I love it. And, and there's a quote that I affiliate with you. And it's, wisdom is to make good use of my knowledge for others. Yes. That's, that's actually something I have in my book, the the revised version of a book here I have called Center Ring that I know we're going to talk about. But that's a, something that I have found that whatever, and this is for anybody that is listening to the live call on the recording across the, the, the globe, that whatever wisdom you find within whatever life you live, and we all, we, I say to people, we all may not walk the same path, but I may be on the path right next to you. You've never walked in the same shoes, but whatever wisdom that you gain from whatever life you live and experiences you have, that is something to be cherished, whether it's, it's going through a hardship or something great that has happened, is to be cherished and then it's to be shared with other people. And how can we pass that wisdom of our own life on to those people to help move them forward from wherever they are or help move them along their path? It's just something that I do truly believe in. It's such an important thing to do, you know, that sharing, that wisdom. When I started my company, after I sold my tech company and my, my new company that I started in 2011 is called Wisdom Learned, and it's sharing wisdom learned in the trenches, I don't feel that people have to recreate the wheel, and you're very similar that way. It's it's let's help each other grow and learn. Yes, you may still have to touch it to make sure if something's hot, because you can't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to have experiential, but a lot of times you don't need to. You can build off of what somebody else has done. And that's you know that's so true about your your corporation too. When you just mentioned that, I, that had left in my mind, and, and I'm glad you brought that back up. And I think we're very similar in that direction. In that you don't have to create the wheel twice, but you know what? My wheel's not going to look like your wheel. There are going to be differences, but yet there are also going to be similarities. And if there's ways that we can share that wisdom with those people who, who are creating their own wheel, again, because we're all created uniquely different, but we're all created uniquely the same at the same time, how can we make those the, the, the wisdom just be passed on from, I would say, generation to generation, because that just instills greater opportunities for growth. People aren't starting at, at ground zero. They're starting on the 10th or the 20th floor if we can share that wisdom with other people. Yeah, here's something that I, you know, you've reminded me of for myself many, many times. You know, we don't have to start at, at ground floor, but, and somebody else may be at the 20th floor, but if we're starting at their 20th floor, it's actually our first floor. So yes. we can insert ourselves with all of the wisdom that we've learned from somebody else, but as our path starts there, we don't have to recreate everything before it, we're still starting. 
So mm-hmm. we need to learn from there. And that's something that you really taught me and keep reiterating to me is, Laura, stop comparing yourself to everybody else. <laughs> you know, again, it's, it, and, and that's something that we all have a tendency to do. Don't we all do that? I, I do that. I I had a post just on Facebook the other, the other day, it might have been yesterday, actually, uh, because I had to take a break from social media. And, and that's one of the places I find is the easiest place to compare yourself to other people because people only post the for the most part, people only post the best about everything that's going on. You don't hear the garbage that's going on in the background. They post the best of everything. And it's easy to get into a comparison of, oh, my gosh, look, look what they're doing, or why am I not doing this, or how come I haven't achieved this? And it's, it's taking that step back and learning from your own wisdom, your own, your own life. Okay, what have I done? Where, where have I been? But look where I am now, and look what I have laying out in front ahead of me especially as we close out this year of 2015, moving into 16, what an exciting time to sit back and really reflect on that, that there are these great opportunities just waiting out there for us. And, hey, I'm ready to move to, like, the 30th floor. I'm ready to move on up, as they say, moving on up. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love that show growing up, by the way. (laughs) Me too. All right. We've been talking about how you got into the field of communication and sharing of the wisdom, and we're about to go into our first commercial break. So as we go into the break, what question do you want my listeners to be thinking about to get them ready for the new year? If you could pick one thing that you need to do differently in what you do in your daily routine, what would that be to move you forward in whatever direction you want to go and in, in, in what area of your life? That may be two questions mixed with one. Okay, so that works. So everybody, as we go into this commercial break, I want you to be thinking about, and you, as you know, this show is all about the questions, so we encourage you, as long as you are not driving a car, to sit there with paper and pen or just catch us on the podcast on iTunes that It's All About the Questions to listen to this when you're home, safe and sound. What one thing do you need to change or do differently to take you to the next level? We'll talk about that more when we come back with Mary Reesberg. So what is one thing you need to do differently to move you forward? Do you need to change your thinking? That was a question posed to us before the commercial break by Mary Reesberg, communication skills expert, speaker, leadership trainer, human behavior specialist, dear, dear, dear friend. Um, So, Mary, have you thought of something that you personally need to do? Because I know for me, during the break, I started thinking of three things because my mother called in while the show is still on live because her, her memory blipped again. And I'm like, I need to shift how I think about my mom in the new year. Yeah. And that's, uh, I know that that's something that, that you have to, you, you deal with a day by day situation on that particular area of your life. And sometimes then it's just how, how you look at things because we're all dealt different hands. If there's a thing, you know, we're all dealt a, a certain hand and, and how we look at it and how we want to view it, it can be tied to so many different things, but sometimes it's, it's taking a step back and then thinking about how can I think about this differently to change my reactions, to change my responses, to, to do it different going into the new year. And just like you said, it's all about kind of, you know, what are you thinking about and looking and taking the time. That's, this is the hard part. 
and this is probably something I, I know I need to do more of, in making sure I take the time out to reflect every single day on what happened during my day. How did I respond to certain things that happened? Uh, am, I, am I going just through my days or am I trying to make my days different and make my days matter in a more positive way? And then the best way I've found to do that is to really sit back and reflect and think about what am I thinking? What happens when I go through my day and things happen? Am I just emotionally responding to it? Or am I taking the time to really make the best response to something? And it's all about how am I filling my mind? What am I thinking? And not just what am I thinking, but what am I putting out to other people? Well, I, I love that whole concept. And in, in your new book and in a number of conversations you and I have, you talk about, um, you encourage us to reflect and access belief patterns, right? So Tony Robbins talks about some of this stuff as well, you know, limiting beliefs and things like that. I love the way how you look at it a little differently. So you encourage us to reflect and access our belief patterns to find out why we think the way they, that we do. Do you really think it's possible? Do you think it's possible for us to be objective about what's going on for us and, and ourselves? Yes. And okay. I say yes, followed with. <laughs> yes, but. It's <laughs> not one of those yeah, but. Yes, taking the time to know that that's something that we need to do. And prioritizing that in our thinking, which is the difficult part, because most of us get and myself included, hey, I'm speaking to the person looking in the mirror every single morning, that life gets so busy, it is oftentimes very hard for us to stop long enough to be objective about ourselves. If, if it is difficult, this is what I encourage some of my coaching clients to do, is to go out and to, to find 10 people that you know, that you trust enough to, to give you some honest feedback and have them explain give to you three words that describe you. What are three words you would use to describe me in, in different situations of life even uh, and having your spouse or your children because, boy, your children are going to be brutally honest with you. They're not going to be worried about what's going to happen if they give you the answer you don't want if it's your spouse or significant other. But if it's your children, your friends who, who really you know, explain to them what it is you're doing, you're really wanting to take maybe 2016 for your own personal growth and, and what is really important to you and, and how can you just improve yourself, better yourself moving into 2016. And if you can't stop long enough, because a lot of people can't, hey, it, there are days I don't, been there, done it, I have a whole closet full of T-shirts, ask those people around you to be objective for you. But make sure you have the right people, right? <laughs> it, oh, yes. You, you do want to make sure you have the right people. Um, part of what John Maxwell has is what I use with some of the teams when I'm doing training is he has a 360-degree leadership assessment where you can send out an assessment to, I believe it's up to 12 different people. But these people are in different categories of your life. They're people you work with. They're your maybe your family. Then some of them might just be friends. But the, you really, you want to, like, stand in a, the center. Uh, you, you know that I, I hula hoop, so I place myself in the center of my hula hoop. 
and just kind of look around the different areas of your life, like you might do a wheel of life, and pick those people who who are important to you in these different areas of your life and ask for their, their feedback. But you're right. You want the right people to do this for you. One of the things that I talk about in my book, as, as you know, and, and when I'm on stage and stuff, is sometimes the best thing you can do to move forward is let go of things. And sometimes oh. those things are people. If you're this Randy Gage and John Maxwell and Les Brown, they all talk about the idea of if you're the smartest person in the room, you need a new room. Yes. <laughs> and, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be there to help those people that are in that room with you, but you also need another room so that you can grow and move and, and expand what you're doing. Sort of like in the Harry Potter where the characters can move from photo to photo, from painting to painting. Uh, they want a new experience, so they leave the the painting they're in, which is static and isn't growing, and go into something else to experience something new. Yeah, I thought you might have used a Star Wars analogy. That's what I was waiting for. Oh, yeah, I could so totally go there. <laughs> when the lightsaber doesn't move the way you want it to. Uh, but and you're right. You're exactly right. And, and being part of the John Maxwell team and having the opportunity to really speak with him on many different occasions. And he does say that so oftentimes, and if you're the smartest person in your group, you need a new group. But that's not to say that, again, because we talked about wisdom earlier, and you want to leave and share that wisdom with the people you're with, at the same time, you want to continue to grow yourself. There's um, one of the leadership laws, and I'm talking a lot about John Maxwell this morning, but it, and it's the very first law in the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership in that book, and that's the law of the lid meaning that until you invest in yourself and surround yourself, grow yourself, you're always going to stay at the same level, and you're never it's like beating your head up against the top of a box, and you're never going to be able to break out of this box and, and move to a bigger box or a different picture, as you put it, unless you're willing to invest in yourself and, and grow. And it's called the law of the lid, and you want, you want to pour into you because, hey, if you can't invest in you, other people aren't going to. And that's something I, I think is so important to remember for those people who are listening. It's about investing in yourself. A lot of us invest so much time and energy into other people. We cannot neglect investing in ourselves because that is what people see our value and worth to be. And I think we're all priceless. In my own opinion, we're all priceless. So the best gift we can give each other as we're in this holiday season right now is the gift of ourselves, to invest mm-hmm. in ourselves, to give us that space to grow. Yes, absolutely. I, I love that. And we have just like two minutes before the news break. But you, We've mentioned hula hoops a number of times so far on the show. And you are a certified hula hoop trainer, correct? <laughs> that is correct. I forgot to add that on, on my list of things. That's like the top one. Yeah, and, and you use the hula hoop in so many different ways. Like you step inside your hula hoop and that helps you anchor and ground. And, and we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about your amazing book, Center Ring, Seven Steps to Finding Balance and Momentum in Your Relationship with Christ. And for those of you who may not be Christian, but you have your faith, these concepts really translate to whatever your spiritual path or walk may be. It's really about finding balance and momentum and connecting in the inner and the outer so what la- what thought can would you like to leave, question, would you like to leave the guest going into the news break about how a hula hoop 
can change their lives? The question that I, I guess I would ask people is, when you look at a hula hoop, is there a beginning, is there an end to it? And what do you need to do to keep a hula hoop going? Well, that's interesting. When you look at a hula hoop, is there a beginning and an end to it? And what do you need to do to keep it going? I know I'm not real good at it, but I've watched you, and you're really <laughs> amazing at it. And we're not talking that people have to be Cirque du Soleil level oh, uh, no. capable <laughs> with the hula hoop. Uh, I used to love hula hooping when I was a little kid. But 30 seconds or less, why oh, a hula okay. hoop? Why a hula hoop? Uh, there's the, a long story, but the short of it is I used it as a metaphor for my teenagers, my, my children who are now adults growing up, as to the space that they could control. They were able to allow what came into that space and what came out of that space as they were standing or sitting in the center of their hula hoop. So what, for all of you listeners out there, what's inside your hula hoop? Picture putting an imaginary hula hoop around your body and standing in the center of it. What's inside of it and what's outside of it? And which is more impactful for your life going forward? What would you take from the outside and put in and the inside and put out? We'll be right back after the break with more from Mary Reesberg. Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. So did you think about what was inside your hula hoop and what was outside and what needs to transfer back and forth between the two? I know I did, and Mary and I were talking during the commercial break actually the news break, just about her book, about faith, about journeys and things like that. And we're going to talk a little bit about her book, Center Ring, Seven Steps to Finding Balance and Momentum in Your Relationship with Christ. And and Mary, you know, you use this metaphor of the hula hoop to draw spiritual conclusions. And you talked about before the break how you would put your children, um, like your version of time out, basically, right, was... Uh, when they were getting a little crazy, you would sit them down and have them sit inside the hula hoop. Is that right? That is right. And and that's a great concept for any mothers who are listening. If you just want to take that concept and use it, it works. Because when, when my older two children were younger, you know, they, they were just too old. The, the quarter didn't work. The chairs didn't work. And it was the timeout thing at, the, at that particular era of time. And I got a hula hoop for them, and I would just have them sit in the hula hoop light across the room from each other, whatever they needed to do just to separate, because they're only 22 months apart. And for those of you who have kids close together, I mean, they fight no matter how old apart they are. They, they just have a tendency to pick on each other and do things. So I would separate them out across the room and let them just use that as their space. It wasn't a punishment space necessarily. It was a, a place they could go just to sit away from each other. They were not necessarily still. They would spin around on their little bottoms and, you know, look over at me and, and put their toe outside the hoop, like to see if I was looking. Am I going to get in trouble for this? Is she, yeah, I can still do this and get away with it. it. But it was their place they could go. And then as they grew up, of course, and, and this is where the book was really, the idea was kind of given to me from the, for the book. 
when my oldest daughter was going through a very difficult, challenging time in her life as a teenager, a young girl teenager, and boy, you talk about the challenges they face today, I was able to use that the hula hoop then as just a metaphor at a very critical time in her life as just a symbolic way of saying, you know, you control, if you're standing in your own hula hoop, you, you control, you have the capability to decide what comes into this hoop space and just as importantly, what you put out of this hoop space. And this area, this circle, this diameter is, is all you get to, to work with, but you can stand firm in the middle of it or you can allow people to, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the snow right now, you can allow people to throw snowballs at you and try to knock you down from outside the hoop. So it's, it's your ability to stand firm and, and not allow other people to knock you down, and it's your ability to voice out, again, going back to your voice and how important that is in the messages you share and the words that you speak, how important that is not only for yourself and your own beliefs, but for what other people are going to believe about you. What beliefs do you want other people to to reflect back on as you're speaking to them? You know, it sounds so simple when you say it. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> and, and yet, in practice, so often the hula hoop all of a sudden seems to become permeable and things that we say we don't want to affect us or have impact on us seems to make it through and um, comments or reactions that we have make its way out towards the other people. Like I got angry at my mom the other day because for the 35th billionth time she got angry at me because I have somebody helping out because she can't really always be alone. Some days she has better days and other days she doesn't. And, and I just reacted and lashed out. And then I was immediately sad, you know, sad for that. How do you tell people or work with people to help them make that hula hoop more solid? First, giving them the, the okay sometimes to be human because we're all going to make mistakes. None of us walking on this earth are perfect, and we're all going to have our downfalls, and we're all going to have times where things slip. Uh, in the book, I use, again, a lot of analogies with the hula hoop and, and how you can build your own, your own faith in, in relationship. And in my particular instance, and in the book, it's with Christ, but how you can go to something that is bigger than you to rely upon to, one, get the, the hula hoop, whatever that would be, pulled up around you and moving in such a way that you can keep the, the motion constant knowing all the time that it is permeable, like you say, and there are going to be times when if you're hula hooping, it drops to the ground, and sometimes it drops so hard that it crashes and shatters into a thousand pieces around you. What the the beauty, what I think of, of the book is, and what this helps you work through, is that no matter how many times you're your personal hula hoop should fall, no matter how many times it shatters, no matter how many times you find that the realization that, hey, you really are human, no matter how hard you are trying to change a pattern of thinking or reacting or believing, 
that there is something greater than you to lean or just rely upon. And, and that's, you know, the faith and the trust. And, and in my particular belief system through, through Jesus Christ. And as you mentioned, there are many different belief systems from people who are listening to the call. So it's, it's whatever that belief system is for you, that there is a center, not only within a, a hula hoop where you can stand, but there is a stronger center of being within you personally that is bigger than you, that can help support you and allow you the freedom to make the mistakes, but to try it again and and allow you the freedom and the openness of mind and belief that the next time this happens, what can I do differently to make the reaction less? You know, what do I need to think before I speak to make the reaction less? Again, it's all a process. Nothing happens within a day. It's a process that happens over time. And, and to think that all of a sudden tomorrow the, the beliefs, patterns, or the responses are going to change, uh, to me, is just setting yourself up for failure. And that is something that I do not do. I, I believe I saw this. I don't know if it was on your website, but it's the quote by Les Brown. You know, I'll, I will share my belief in, in you until you have enough for yourself. Yeah, I, I, put, I reposted we, that. We both know him. Yeah, and, and I, I, I use that quote a lot. I'm not sure if he's the one that started it or where it all came from, but. Uh, I think that's just so true that that we can do that for other people. And that's part of what I do when I'm going through the coaching process is I just I share my belief in them and give them the grace that they need uh, when they do make the mistakes and the ability for them to see that they can have their own personal grace given to them uh, as they go through these different times of their lives. You and I, excuse me, have both been through a number of times in our lives when that hula hoop dropped and shattered. I mean, my my most recent one was last year when I got divorced. It shattered into a billion pieces, and I felt like I shattered, completely mm-hmm. shattered, and was deathly, you know, mortified, embarrassed, ashamed of what I thought others would be thinking about me. What would be some words of advice or questions that you would give to people who have now they're starting to see this hula hoop around them. Okay. It's just another way of defining your personal, your personal inner and outer space. But see, I, I did make a space comment to star Wars, not quite all the way there, there yet, you go. <laughs> um, to, to help them when that is falling or when it actually shatters. It, I know it's not that easy because I'm still struggling with, I don't feel I've got my hula hoop all the way back. Those are the times that, that I would suggest for, for anybody, depending on where they are and what the circumstances is, because I'm a big proponent of, of seeking the wisdom from other people, for the, the right people who, who can guide you, whether or not that's in the form of a coach or it's just in the form of, of a counselor, what that looks like, uh, because I think we need support at that time. And an earlier question you had asked about, you know, can we truly be objective about ourselves? Is, yes, I believe so. But uh, then there's a but that comes in that, yeah, but uh, came in that time. There are times that we do need to surround ourselves with people who are going to be able to hold up this hoop for us. And that even goes to the earlier part of our conversation. Who are those people around you that are going to be able to help support up that hoop when you need that support? 
because we all have we all have our self limiting beliefs. We all will go there. It's it's just kind of part uh, of who and how we are created. And in, in the book in particular, I say that the person you go to for your greatest support is is God uh, and Jesus Christ, and, and building that relationship with Christ. And how do you keep the momentum and going in that relationship? Because that is what is going to keep you going when there's nobody else around you to help you hold up and give you the answers that you're looking for. And it's really looking out and and finding out where you belong and and having the courage sometimes, I would say, that it might take to step out away from the people, as you mentioned, those people that you have surrounded yourself with, but finding the courage to to step out. One of the chapters is, is called One of the Sheep. And it's about, do you, are you fitting in? Or are you willing to step out and, and find your own unique place? Find your own unique gifts in yourself and taking the time to do that. And oftentimes it does require the help of other people to help you see that because, you know, you can't see the forest through the trees kind of metaphor when you go through that because things are just so heavy on you. You, you just feel like, you know, I, how am I going to ever bust out of this to, to see the light? And, again, it comes from, I think, sometimes surrounding this, the people around you to be that light for you when you're not sure where to even strike a match. And that's perfect thought to think about as we go into our last commercial break. Who do you have to hold your hoop up when you can't? We'll be right back with more from Mary Reesburg. I have so much fun on this show for so many reasons, the best of which is I learn all sorts of new questions or new ways of thinking to uh, that I can take internally and I can take externally when I work with my coaching clients. So thank you, as always, Mary, for giving me new, new, amazing insights um, of just different ways of looking at things, right? It's all different perspectives. I had never thought of you know, who do you have in your life that supports you? But looking at it is who do you have to hold your hoop up? It's just an, an interesting way of looking at it because it's, it's a very visual thing. I'm a visual learner. So for somebody that can't think of who do you have in your life, it, this is very visual. Who's going to be around you when that hoop's starting to fall to catch it and support you? So thank you for that. Hey, my pleasure. I want to go into uh, a couple of of things about stress and finding that inner quiet and stuff like that. But a number of people have emailed me and said, how do we stay in contact with Mary and find out more? And your book has not released yet, correct? Center Ring, Seven Steps to Finding Balance and Momentum in Your Relationship with Christ is is about to be released and will become the new year. But how do they uh, stay in touch and find out more? Uh, the best way right now, and I appreciate those people who, who are looking for this information, is probably my website. I'm, I'm going to give two two locations. One of them is my website, and that is uh, maryreesberg.com, and the name is spelled M-A-R-Y-R-I-E-S-B, as a boy, E-R-G.com. And the other way is through Facebook. And the Facebook page I have for the, the book is called Center Ring Book. And you can go and like that page, and that's where I'm going to be posting any of the updates for the book launch, all the exciting things that are going to be happening. I, uh, YouTube channel for hula hooping lessons, I've also started some of those if you want to learn how to hula hoop. That's part of it as well. 
So those are our two good places would be my website or the Facebook page. Perfect. So everybody, maryreesberg.com, M-A-R-Y-R-I-E-S-B as in boy, E-R-G.com. And it's also going to be up on the uh, show website. It's all about the questions.com where you'll be able to find out more information about all of our speakers and also listen to the podcasts. Um, so Mary, you know, change is inevitable, right? We're about to change into a new year. We're coming into the Christmas holidays where people often tend to get more reflective or get into family relationship situations that they wish they never had to deal with ever again. And, and change is comes with anxiety, fear, confusion, or self-doubt. Why do you think it is that happens? There is, and and I'm going to say this um, this kind of a a big, broad statement, because I do work a lot with people and different personalities and the human behavior specialist. And uh, I want to say for some people, some people love change. They love, they thrive on change. And for those people, kudos to you. Uh, yay for you. There's a whole other majority of people of us, including myself, that sometimes you change. It, it can make you anxious because you just don't know what is going to happen as a result of an action or a word or a thought or uh, say you're in, in this shift of a, a career change, a lifestyle change, family change, so many different things going on, and we don't know enough to know what's coming up. And not knowing that, not having that clarity sometimes just instills in us this anxiety of, of what is going to happen. How is this going to affect me? And in working with the coaching clients, what I do is I really kind of pull people out and kind of do that, the big bird's eye view looking down saying, if, if you decide to take this action, if you make this choice or this change is going to happen regardless of anything you do, let's look at the outcome of that change. And in a series of steps, looking at that, saying, okay, the baby step is this change is going to cause this reaction. So let's look at this reaction. How can you look at that? Again, going back to your thinking and framing your thinking, what would that look like? Sometimes it's just having, again, that person who's going to be able to take that bird's eye view for you to help you realize that the change that may be coming or that is going to be happening or that you're about to walk into over the Christmas holidays is something that if if you approach it through different eyes and different ways of thinking, the outcome can be more positive and you can lessen that anxiety and the fear that might come with a change. There's uh, so many great books out on this. And the one I always think of is Who Moved My Cheese when you have to take about the, the, the change that happens because it's going to happen no matter what. But you do have the ability to look at change through different eyes as you move forward if you're willing to do that. And if you're willing to do that, then I say, you know, to people, let's do it and let's be on board with it. Other people love to live in the fear and, and, and anxiety. That's just how they're kind of hardwired. They want to live there. That, that makes them feel secure in the fear and anxiety, because then they don't have to face the change. And there, there's so many different people. It's hard to give one specific answer That's to that. Okay. You, everybody's you, uniquely different. But you gave so many great ones. How do you personally turn off the noise of life and allow God, your inner wisdom, uh, and your inner wisdom to speak into your life? 
I have, for me, I have to personally escape whatever it is I'm doing. Uh, two things I do. Uh, I was just off social media for a while because it just was inundating me. It was consuming me. It was having to be there all the time. And, and I just shut it all down. I literally just, I don't get on there. I don't post. I know that's not what I'm supposed to do for you know, business reasons. But you know what? You know, it, it'll keep, life will continue continue to go, the earth is going to rotate and spin with or without me being on social media. So I, I purposely, I shut down social media, I pull back into my, my own hoop, actually, uh, and that's the second thing I do, and, and I encourage this for everybody, is find something that you can physically do to allow you to to move yourself, to move your body physically. Uh, some. And that for me is hula hooping. I, that's where I find there's a, a term called flow state. That's where I find my flow state where I just am free uh, to to move and explore and do whatever it is I want to do within this hula hoop space or with a hula hoop. Uh, everybody has their own thing. I just happen to be a hula hooper, uh, which which I love. But find that thing that works for you. Is it going for a walk? Is it running? Is it jogging? Is it, you know, what physical activity, because there's so many things I, I don't have time to get into and to right now that, that help you mentally when you do that. Um, again, there's those people who love to sit still. I'm not one of those people. Uh, sitting still would almost drive me crazy because I'm a mover. I like to move and move like the wind. So when you talk about your flow state, because um, I'm trying to think of what mine, mine may be, it, Oftentimes when I'm coaching somebody, I'm in my greatest flow state, right? Because I'm so totally 100% present with whoever I'm I'm mentoring or coaching or when I'm on stage speaking. I am so present that all my outside distractions just fall away. But that's not going to help me maybe connect into that inner wisdom and that... uh, allowing new information to come in for us because I have something I have to do at that moment. Some ideas that somebody can have to find their flow state. And that's just when you're really in it where, where the clutter goes away. Is that how you're describing flow state? And we have less than two minutes. So (laughs) I would say yes. And finding the first, the first thing I would suggest you do is pick out a time of day that you want to go do try different things. You're going to have to make this time happen. It's not going to appear on your calendar without you putting it on there. It could only be half an hour of time. It could only be 15 minutes. Maybe it is listening to certain kinds of music that kind of help you enter, that they help remove the clutter. It might be while you're driving in the car, you're turning off your radio, your cell phone is turned off, you're, you're not plugged into the world necessarily, because I promise the earth is going to rotate whether or not you're plugged in for 15 minutes or not. It will spin with you or without you being so tied in to everything and everybody else. It's finding that time just for you and explore what it is that energizes you or, or allows the creativity to flow. And, again, I think the most important thing is making the time to make it a priority to figure out what that is. And that's where people have the greatest challenge because what I hear is, Mary, I just don't have the time. And and as a coach, is looking at your day and saying, okay, well, we're going to find this time for you because it's there. Everybody has this time. You just have to make it happen. 
And that's what I'm going to encourage everybody to do for going into 2016 is to take the time while we have this time. A lot of people have breaks and they're off work. Take some time and figure out what you can do that will energize you internally and allow that creative you and this unique you to really just develop, as I say, connect, develop, and grow into the person you are uniquely created to be. Perfect. Absolutely. Take that. Perfect. So thank you, everybody. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Enjoy your holidays. Talk to you soon, everyone. Remember, the right questions can change your life. been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.